Hello everyone and welcome back to Art Smitten here on Sin. Now we have a great interview coming up with the lovely Alana Thompson who is a filmmaker. She's an award-winning cinematographer and editor and has founded her production company Black Ant Films. She has created a series of short documentaries showcasing various local Melbourne artists from Reservoir. These films are part of the Made in Reza exhibition, which is also part of the Arts and Culture Festival, Fuse Darabin. The festival is on until Sunday the 27th of March, so make sure you go and check that out. But in the meantime, have a listen to what the Made in Reza exhibition is all about. Okay, so could you start off by introducing yourself? So what is your name and what do you do and a bit about your role within the Made in Reza exhibition? Yeah, my name is Alana Thompson and I'm a cinematographer and editor. I've been doing that for about eight years now through my business called Black Ant Films and I'm based in Reservoir. So actually I've been told that I need to say Reservoir. Uh, that's been something that's come up to this project. If you say Reservoir, that's um, that's not correct. So Reservoir. <laughs> oh, wow I had no idea yeah, and I'm a, like I live around there as well <laughs> yeah yeah it's a bone of contention so um I say it the wrong way so reservoir I have to retrain myself mm-hmm. um and so yeah I saw the call out come up for um filmmakers to apply to document this whole made in reserve process so I jumped at the chance uh and yeah got the contract and away we went great Yeah, this sort of ties into my next question, which is what made you want to be involved? Yeah, well, I mean, I love supporting the arts. It's something that's really important to me. So I always try to do like a certain percentage of my work kind of paying full price, a certain percent, a sort of non-for-profit discounted rate for artists and then a certain percent for free. So I like to wherever I can try and support the arts because I know that they're struggling and it's, you know, hard to get things like documentation and filming and things through. So pretty much anytime I see an opportunity to work with artists, I jump at the chance. Uh, And it was just so um, broad and interesting. You know, the only real um, caveat was that you had to live in Reservoir. So I thought, you know, it'd be really interesting to get involved and get to know a few of the artists in the area. Um, Also, I just was coming off um, maternity leave and it was my first job back. So I thought getting, you know, back into work with something like this would be a great way to, to start again. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned like working, jumping at the chance to work with artists as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And of course, we're at these short documentaries, you work with a lot of the local artists. Could you um, tell us maybe a little bit about or give us like a little sneak peek of a couple of those artists and um, their projects for Made in Reza? Yeah, there's a few really interesting projects. Um, I mean, look, the the variety of artists and what they're doing is so broad and that's one of the things that I found really interesting about it that each new person you know I'd go over to their house and sit down and find out all about them and their projects and yeah everyone was just so different and interesting it was like having a little window into who they were as a human you know and that really that came through in their art practice but one of the most interesting ones, I mean, they're all interesting, but one of the ones that I found interesting um, is called Dinky Dye. And um, the artist's name is um, Delia Poon. And she moved into her house in Reservoir. Uh, and when she moved in there, uh, there were two boxes left behind by the previous tenant, who was a man named George. And he had lived and died uh, in that house. And all that was remaining were these two boxes of his belongings, um, you know, precious keepsakes, recipes, 
tools, photos, like all these different things. And so her installation is about what she imagines George's life to be like, but then also creating a parallel between um, that George's life and her father's life and then also her life. And it's this kind of, yeah, intergenerational, um, you know, cross, uh, oh, I can't find the right words for it, but basically, um, yeah, it's about real and imagined narratives. And so she's, um, yeah, creating this installation and looking at the crossovers between perhaps George's life and her father's life. And then her life as a first generation um, Chinese Australian, and then going into how difficult that has been for her and sort of the different prejudices that she's faced and yeah it just was became something that you would think could be quite surface level ended up being this really deep and meaningful interview and like even at one point she was you know in tears talking about her life and the challenges that she's faced and so yeah just these really meaningful and beautiful stories came out of the project mm-hmm. mm. and leaning off of that you know get, getting these really meaningful stories um from these great art projects um how does being part of this super localized project reflect who you are as a filmmaker especially like a documentary filmmaker as well mm, yeah well I let me mean, I love focusing on things that are, are close to home and you know around us especially during the pandemic we were all forced to kind of become hyper local because we were you know enveloped in a two to five kilometer bubble so you know it's it's been great to really work with you know artists that are based close to me and in the same area and you know I feel like there's a lot of disconnection going on and we don't get that kind of tribe-like village connection that we may have you know in the past and so projects like this are really great ways to kind of connect everyone together and you know I've got to meet 15 awesome artists that are just like right around the corner for me that I never knew about um and it's been also great just to support um you know support telling the story of artists um, post-COVID because I know there haven't been many avenues for people to get their work out there and so it feels good just to be able to help bring them back out and for a lot of them this is like their their first gig you know back out like for example um, Ming Lang who's going to be in a um, shop front window making a, a recording you know getting inspiration from the people that walk past sending sound out recording sound that's coming in and creating you know, some kind of soundscape just from all the inspiration on the street. Like that's going to be his first time gigging post pandemic. So I think it's just, it's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, That's really great. Especially like for these artists to get a chance to finally get out there and, you know, put their stuff, especially for the first time. Exactly. And create again. And a lot of the artists, uh, mothers who have just, you know, had babies and are just coming back into art again, which I can really relate to myself having, um, two really close together through the pandemic and, you know, crawling out of that out the other side and, you know, getting back into the creative industries, you know, it's tough. So it's it's great that there's this kind of support for them to get back into it. Yeah, for sure. Here at Aspen, of course, we're all about like highlighting local homegrown um, events and artists and filmmakers and things like that. Yeah. Um, and what was it like working with these artists when like was there a default camaraderie since you're from the same place yeah I think there's there was you know an unspoken understanding you know and a lot of like references that were hyper local you know even just having the debate about how to pronounce the suburb you know (laughs) (laughs) um 
and you know some of the artists really like imbue their work with um hyper local references as well like for example um nicole robertson i think i've got the name right um you know she does uh drawings and lino cuts and a lot of her stuff has you know um iconic references to things in in reservoir that only reservoirians would get mm-hmm. yeah that's great yeah um is there one that you're most excited to see when it sort of when the exhibition opens up or oh, oh, honestly I'm excited to see all of them and I feel like a level of investment in all of them having you know spoken to them before they'd even started making the projects and then documenting kind of you know them along the way as they were making them you know I, I, I do I feel invested in all of them um, and they're all such awesome wonderful people to work with uh, so look, it's, it's so hard to say, but probably, probably um, I'll say Ming Lang because his hasn't actually been created yet. So his, his part in the exhibition, like his, his work is called Work in Progress because wow. um, his exhibition is literally him creating it. So, you know, the show Very isn't meta. a finished project. <laughs> the show is the process of creation. So I think that's going to be really interesting just to actually like, yeah, the the artwork is him creating, is his process, not the finished yeah. project, uh, not the finished product, which is very unusual. So I think um, that's one that's going to be very interesting. And I know that he's said that, um, you know, maybe people will call him names when he's in the shop front and maybe that will be something that he'll make a song about. And just that kind of give and take of who knows what's going to happen. You know, there's some pretty colourful characters in Reservoir. So who knows what he'll get maybe I'll be one of those colorful characters and go and heckle him and see if it brings him inspiration <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah that's, I think that's one I'm gonna be interested to see just like um what he does with uh the material that he's presented with in that shop front mm-hmm. really cool interactive aspect with that one as well yeah it is isn't it yeah and the idea that um you know you don't have to have this uh, clinical, high-tech, expensive space to make music. You can make it anywhere and you can, you know, include the atmospheric sounds in what you make. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, yeah, it's always great to see people, you know, working successfully in the creative in the creative fields, mm-hmm. especially here in the northern suburbs. Yes. Um, are there any projects that you are currently working on that you want to, like, um, that you're really excited about and want to give like a little plug for? Oh, let me have a think. Um, gosh, I'm working on so many projects right now that are really awesome. Um, one project that I'm really excited about is a um, feature documentary that I'm working on that's all about infant feeding and they're interviewing like lots of different people just to kind of highlight um, the challenges that come with every single form of infant feeding, whether that's breastfeeding, um, bottle feeding, tube feeding, chest feeding. Um, yeah, so that's that's something that I've been really interested in and loved working on. Uh, another project that I've been really lucky to um, come on board with that we start shooting next Wednesday, I think it is, um, is a project called Hello Togetherness. And they're creating, it's a couple of artists that are creating these boxes that get sent out to families um, and their aim is to connect communities. And it's got different things like maybe they'll write a question on a chalkboard and put it out the front of their house and then the neighbours will come along and answer those questions and it's just kind of creating this uh, conversation between people and like bringing everyone together post-COVID. 
That's so, so that's, cool. That's a great project. Yeah, there's so I'm I'm really lucky in my job that I get to work with all these really cool people doing really cool things. Right now, I've um, the reason why we missed I missed our interview yesterday. I've been working um, shooting Fashion Week all this week, and oh, so. Wow going along to all the shows and like filming yeah the international um design awards and all that kind of stuff sorry the national design awards uh and that's been really cool like you know you think uh, fashion couldn't kind of be more far from the arts sometimes but then they're kind of bringing this real focus on sustainability and climate change and things like that and um diversity and like yeah so there's there's some really cool things going on in that space too I just think across the board people are becoming a little bit more um, aware and, and conscious. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Really through great even, to um, see. Yeah. From the corporate clients to the more arts clients. So yeah, it's a nice yeah. shift. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just as a last question, um, I would love to know, um, about one or a couple of your favorite documentaries right now. Um, it could be one that you've seen recently or the one that you've loved for a long time already. Yeah, sorry, someone was just going through my gate. Um, uh, sorry, documentaries that are out there right now that I've watched. Um, just any that you love. Like it can be your favourite one. If you don't have a favourite one, just one that you've loved recently. He's oh, throwing a <laughs> curveball at me. <laughs> sorry. Um, one, no, 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 it's good. There's one that pops into mind. Um, and then there's another one that pops into mind. I just don't know if it's appropriate to mention. Um Okay, so um, a documentary that a documentary that I've really enjoyed uh, recently is on Netflix, um, and it came out during the pandemic, and it was just really like uplifting and lovely, and focusing on the connection between humans and nature, and um, the lessons that we can learn from that. And it was called My Octopus Teacher. Oh, I highly recommend yeah. if you haven't seen it, go and watch it. It's fantastic. It's the experience that a filmmaker had and he's then started uh, filming it and then turned it into a documentary. And that was really enjoyable and really uplifting. Mm -hmm. You've seen that, have you? I've heard really good things about yeah. it. I have not seen it yet, but I do want to. I'm just like a little bit um, freaked out by octopus. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe like one of my small yeah. phobias coming to the little but, Yeah. Yeah. yeah right okay no I can see that yeah <laughs> um and yeah like I've been blessed to kind of work on a lot of great documentaries myself and I started out um working with Sea Shepherd and got to edit a feature documentary for them which won some awards and um my first job was filming for Animal Planet in Antarctica and I got to spend 100 days um, on one of the Sea Shepherd ships filming all the high seas clashes between Sea Shepherd and the whaling fleet and, you know, filming in freezing conditions while harpoon ships are trying to ram the ship that you're on and all that. So I've, I've been able to have some pretty powerful experiences shooting documentaries and I hope to have a lot more. But what got me into wanting to shoot documentaries was a documentary that I watched, I'm going to say, 10 years ago. And it literally pivoted and, and changed my life the night that I watched it. I couldn't wow. sleep the night after I watched it. And um, it then turned me very strict vegan for eight years. <laughs> so, look, I'm going to say it's not for the lighthearted. Probably don't watch it unless you want to um, turn your whole life upside down. But um, Earthlings 
is a documentary that I um, would say is incredibly powerful and um, and life changing. So there you go. You've got one that's really light and fluffy and enjoyable, and then one that may or may not turn your life on its head. Who knows? Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I love those. You know, yeah. one of each spectrum. So yeah, at each end of the spectrum. That's great. That's right. Yeah. Thank you so much. And that's all my questions. So thank you again for letting me interview. Excellent. And once again, check out the Made in Reza exhibition as well as all the other events that are part of the Fuse Darabin Festival on right now up until Sunday the 27th of March. Don't forget to check us out on at ArtSmithandSin on Instagram to keep up with all the cool local events happening right now as well.